Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't you just be real for once in your you life? You want me to be real? Just admit that you love controlling females. Admit it. Admit it, bro. Jesus Christ. Admit it, bro. Admit it. Just for once in your life, admit it, bro. Guys, that was from this week's Summer House. I thought it was a wonderful episode. We've been, of course, waiting for this episode the entire season. They teased it in the very first trailer that was ever released. So I was super excited to get to this week. Hello, I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. We're going to be talking Summer House. Also, this week's Atlanta recap will be a little bit different because I have Monet Exchange, who's going to be joining me to talk Atlanta and RuPaul's Drag Race. Monet is, of course, a winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. So stay tuned for that. I'll put the timestamp in the episode description so you can skip ahead if you just want that. But for now, we've got to talk about Summer House. The show opens where the girls are having their girls' night with face masks. And I'm going to say, you guys, they're on a TV show and they got those cheap animal masks. I'm very into self-care. You know I love my face mask Friday. And those animal masks are like a dollar at CVS. And I'm not saying that they will ruin your face, but they're not great for your face. Maybe they got some better brand or something like that, but I swear those were the ones that you get at the checkout counter of CVS, and those are good in a pinch when you need something absolutely uh, to take care of you for some self-care. But I recommend getting something a little bit nicer for your face, a little bit nicer. You know, the Hanacure masks are my favorite. That's the They're like the zombie masks, and they're a little pricey, but they honestly are my favorite, and they make you look like a really old person. I like them. Anyway, the guys, meanwhile, are playing Pong, and they're trying to figure out like what happens for the loser. And Carl suggests that we do naked push-ups for the loser. And I was clapping like uh, I was clapping at home when he said that. I thought that's a great idea. I'd love to see these men get naked. At least give us some eye candy. And then Kyle says that's the dumbest idea ever. Or Luke says I don't know. One of them turned that down. And I was like thinking, no, don't turn it down. Take off your blouse, take off your pants, and do some naked push-ups for us. Give us a show, gentlemen. I mean, honestly, honestly. But so then they decide to just hit each other. They're like, okay, you got to get a slap shot in or something like that. I'm like, this is so straight. <laughs> There's such a straight man thing. Um, but over at Girls' Night, Hannah and Paige finally come clean about the idea that Lindsay might have slept with Luke. Now, here's the thing. I really thought, speaking of that trailer that we got before the season even started, that Lindsay and Luke actually hooked up. I even went back and did my recon and rewatched that trailer to see how it was presented to us. Now, not only was it presented to us as a fact that they hooked up, but it was also alluded to in the uh, sound. They gave us a sound bite in that initial trailer that made it seem as if it was the sounds of sex between Luke and Lindsay. Now, I'm very upset about this bamboozlement because they've been doing it a little too much on Bravo. On a, The Real Houses in New Jersey, of course, they led us to believe that Melissa and Joe were having, there was like a fair situation or something going on. And then we come to find out it was just a prank call. 
And now here on Bravo, they put literal sex noises in that trailer to make it seem like Lindsay and Luke were doing it. And we even know, because I had Hannah and Paige on the podcast last week, if you haven't listened, go listen. But they he had even alluded to the fact that nothing happened between Lindsay and Luke. So it was all just because of this Instagram DM from a psychic. I'm uh, over this bamboozlement, Bravo. I understand you got to spice up the trailer, but now I'm not going to believe anything that comes in a trailer. Not one thing. I'm not going to believe it. So if a trailer's good, I'm not going to buy it that the season's good. I just, because you're all lying to me. You're all, and you know what? I've been fooled, fooled, fooled me once and shame on me. Fool me seven times and shame on you, Bravo. Shame on fucking you. Um, but Lindsay gets activated because she's like, what the fuck? I didn't sleep with Luke. And she's like, do you know who I am? And they're like, yeah, you're Lindsay Hubbard. Sit down. But I love that Lindsay gets activated. And quite honestly, I would have too, because this is a crazy rumor to be starting on TV in a house when she didn't even do anything with this man. It was just an Instagram DM from a, a psychic. You can't get believe every Instagram DM from a psychic. I mean, come on. I kind of feel bad for Lindsay, you know? And the next night, they decided to do this pub crawl, which was really cute. They all got a bunch of shit from Amazon, and they decorated their rooms, each like the city they're from or whatever. And Carl did like an Amish theme. Paige and Hannah did an NYC city life kind of thing. Kyle, he put on a very aggressive spray tan. Him and Amanda did like a California theme, which I believe they actually culturally appropriated maple syrup because do you see Kyle's face? It was like it was melting. I couldn't believe all that shit that he put on it. It's like, Kyle, you need to slow down with that self-tanner because it's just too much. It looked like maple syrup on his face. And Kyle, you know, I think he's a gorgeous man. I think he's maybe the best looking man on Bravo. You know, two judgy girls, they did their March Madness thing. And Carl ended up winning. I don't know if you guys follow two judgy girls on Instagram, but they do every March, a a man March Madness. So the hottest guy on Bravo. And I was devastated because it came down to Craig and Carl. And I just believe that to be false. I'm sorry. They're both good looking. You know, I used to love my Craigie. I turned on him this past season. And Carl, I'm actually uh, really falling in love with this season. But I don't believe that they're the two hottest men on Bravo. You know, Juan Dixon is right there. He's right there on on the whole network. And we're going to pick Carl. I mean, come on. I was so upset, you guys. I lost sleep over it the past three nights. I haven't slept a wink. <laughs> Just there thinking in my head about how Carl won, the hottest man on Bravo. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good looking man. And I really am falling in love with him this season. But we got Juan Dixon there. We got Wendy, Dr. Wendy's husband. What's his name? Eddie. We got so many other men on this network, and then we picked Carl and Craig. How dare you all? Whoever voted. Whoever voted. I do like my Carl, though. But then it came down to Craig. I gotta be honest, too. I'm starting to turn on Sierra on this show, Summer House. And most of it is because I read on that Dumois, you know, that that website they do, like, blind items. So they collect all these rumors, and people can, like, write in uh, things that they see or things that are happening or whatever that are just rumors. They're not verified. It's a lot of gossip. But I read on there that Sierra, when she goes to do that Winter House show, which hasn't been officially announced, that's why I wasn't able to talk to Paige and Hannah about it, because Paige is allegedly in the Winter House, but she wasn't allowed to talk about it because it hasn't been officially announced. But Paige was seen like in Vermont where they're filming it. Anyway, Sierra allegedly is also there. Hannah's not in the Winter House, but Sierra was allegedly there. And the rumor is that she has like a thing with Austin – Austin, Austin from Southern Charm. 
Austin from Southern Charm. She's got a thing with him. And apparently they were found on a plane like she was leaning his, her head on Austin. What is going on, ladies? All these beautiful, gorgeous, successful women all are just uh, digmatized by Austin. Austin, you guys. Austin from Southern Charm. So I'm starting to turn on Sierra because I'm thinking, okay, she fell in love with Austin. And this week, I just, something I feel like we're missing. We're missing the the Sierra, the Luke of it all. You guys, we're going to get there. But that's why I'm turning on Sierra. Anyway, they do this little bar crawl, and it's super cute. Um, I was thinking, like, what would I do for my room? Like, if I was doing an Ohio theme, you know, I'm from Cleveland. And I thought, you know, it would just be me dressed as my mother, complaining about water in my knee, while we all drink uh, Great Lakes Brewing Company beer, and we eat takeout from Applebee's. Like, that would be my theme room. We would all have, like, a Blooming Onion and <laughs> my Ohio theme room. My mom, by the way, I just talked to her before. And she's constantly on the phone. Every time I talk to her, she's complaining about water in the knee now. She's always got an elbow issue, a knee problem. She's like, Dan, your father said I might have water in my knee. How do you get water in your knee, Dan? I said, Gary, you probably have Lipton iced tea in your knee because you're drinking that Lipton iced tea every second. I couldn't believe your father said I got some water in my knee. How do you get water in your knee, Dan? <laughs> every time she calls me, something with the knee, something with the elbow. And I know it's my future. Because it's uh, it's my expected future. I accept it. I embrace it. One day, if this podcast is still going, you'll hear me complain about my knee and my elbow, water in my knee. You know, it is what it is. But that would be my theme room. Just be me as Linda Pellegrino, complaining about my knee. Um. Anyway, so they all, they're all sort of gossiping. It was a really cute theme, but they're all gossiping. And Sierra actually confronts Luke about texting her. So she says, I told you not to text me after nine at night. And you still did. And they showed us on the screen. He said, like, do you want to watch a movie or something? Here's the thing. I'm kind of conflicted about this whole thing. Because I do understand that she gave him a line. She drew a line in the scene. She said, do not text me. And then he did. And I understand she felt a little bit uh, a little bit uncomfortable about that. So she confronted him about it. But I do think we're missing something that happened between Sierra and Luke. Because it doesn't ring true to me. And it feels like we jumped from one extreme to the next because it seemed like Sierra and Luke were really close. Of course, that's how Sierra's in this house. She came in with Luke. They were good buddies and they were sort of dating or whatever. And it seems like we just skipped a step. And I'm like, when did she really start to hate Luke? Because now it seems like this episode, she despises him. And obviously, there's some influence from Hannah and the, and the rest of the group that is making her dislike Luke. But it just seemed like a quick jump. And I almost, you guys, I felt, a, I, I'll be honest, I felt a little sad for Luke. This whole episode, I thought, you know what, they're all sort of ganging up on him. Lindsay's the only one who's activating against the others for Luke's behalf. I don't know, I felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad for Luke, and I don't normally feel bad for that man. He's a gorgeous, hot, straight white man. There's nothing to feel bad about, to be quite honest. But I did a little bit. Something happened, there has to be something behind the scenes. I do think that Sierra felt uncomfortable by the text. I'm not discounting that feeling or that uh, what she expressed there. But it still feels like we're missing a little scene or a little something. And maybe something happened that they can't talk about on the camera. You know, we know that happens. I think there's a lot in this show. I'll be honest with you guys. I hear things. I know things. I think there's a lot that we just don't get to see. And, of course, they can't do the breaking of the fourth wall or they don't want to. 
But I think there's a lot going on that we don't know about. Anyway, Kyle, uh, Carl starts to confront Luke. And it seemed to me like the whole episode, Carl wanted to fight with Luke, didn't it? It seemed like he was revved up, ready to go to just uh, get in a fight with Luke. He did not like him. So he sort of says something about Sierra. And then Kyle, you know, he's so wasted. He's just looking around. Did you see his face? Like when he was looking back and forth between Carl and Luke, he was starting to get a little activated. Like he was looking back and forth. And then Kyle, I really think something switched in Kyle's head and he's like, okay, I got to do something exciting this season. You know, (laughs) I don't even think it was so much to do with Luke as much as it was like Kyle's like, okay, we need to make a good season. I think Kyle knows in his head, he's got to create some drama, make a TV show. And so he did. And it was so funny. He confronted Luke and then he, uh, Luke like ran off. And then uh, Kyle was like still yelling at him. You're like, you control other women. And Amanda was like pulling his pants down. Speaking of Amanda, you guys, I ordered a lover boy tie-dye shirt. I finally got it in the mail. Meanwhile, I had Paige on the show last week. Paige told me tie-dye's out. And then uh, two days later, after I interviewed her, I got the tie-dye in the mail. So it just came. Can't return it. Maybe I can. I don't know. But I do uh, have a new lover boy, long sleeve tee. I'm super excited to wear it's tie-dye. Whether tie-dye's in or out, I'm wearing the lover boy shirt this summer. It is what it is. I'm getting vaxxed and I'm going into town in my lover boy shirt. That's what's happening in summer 2021. Hot hot boy summer. What do they call it? <laughs> hot girl summer. Lover boy summer 2021. That's what we're doing. That's how we're celebrating. It did come, if anyone orders from lover boy, it came, I think, in like a week and a half or two weeks. You know, it wasn't the fastest shipping. I'll be honest. It wasn't Amazon Prime. But it did come to my door eventually. Eventually. So they do ship it. They do, you know, wait a week and a half and then they ship it and then you get it. So that's, oh, one more thing while we're here, we're talking about stuff I get in the mail. This is not an ad, by the way, but somebody from Itty Bitty or Itty Chip, Bitty Chip Cookies. I hope I'm saying that right. Bitty Chip Cookies sent me, they're a listener of the show and they sent me some cookies and I'm not kidding you guys. They're the best cookies I've ever tasted. Bitty Chip, B-I-T-T-Y. Bitty Chip Cookies. This is not an ad. I just thought they were so good. If you're looking for cookies, I don't even know. Go to the website, Bitty Chip Cookies. Order them. The sugar one, the chocolate chip were delicious, but the sugar cookies, to me, one of the best things I've ever had, truly. So, um, yeah, those are the things Those are the things that I got in the mail. But so back to Summer House. So Luke is getting confronted. And let me tell you something. There are a lot of pretty intense accusations, right? They're saying Luke likes to control other women. Sierra said he's texting inappropriate light at night, even though she told him not to. I mean, these are pretty intense things. This is a fight that we've been teased since the trailer. A lot is happening. And I love that Luke's response is so Minnesota. I mean, it was like the meanest thing you could think of just, I don't like you. I don't like you. Like that was all he could say to Kyle who's yelling and chasing him out of the house with his uh, pants down and his blouse off. Kyle's just yelling at Luke like, you control other women. You know, it's going on. I don't like you. Well, I don't like you. It's like, that's all you can say, Luke. I was like, come on, (laughs) say anything else. Like say anything else. Call him a leprechaun or something. I don't know. Call him something. We've seen on the other people in the show, they call him all sorts of names and the accusations against Kyle and Carl and all this stuff. And all that Luke could think of was, I don't like you. Like, I mean, anything else, Luke? Like, did any other insult come to mind? Like, not one other thing. I don't know. Come on, Luke. Get creative with your insults. <laughs> this, is why, this is why straight men shouldn't be on television. Anyway, yeah, he's, I don't like you. And then we see a lot of producers sort of swarming Luke. He leaves the house. And then it looks like he comes back 
and chases it back in, and the producers are coming after him back in the house. Here's the thing, though. They end on it to be continued. Now, I finished watching the episode, and I thought, that was great. I can't wait to see what happens next week. But then I go on social media. I don't even follow Kyle, and I saw people reposted or retagged or whatever. Kyle already apologized to Luke and was like, oh, that was a bad night. And like, then there was a picture of them all as friends, him and Carl and Kyle. And I am over the social media. They need to put like a ban on them. The producers, they should not let them post on social media. Or they should have to go through a PR or something. I don't know. Because I don't need that spoiled. Now I'm like, I don't even give a shit about next week because we already know that they're good buddies. They made up. I just, we need to stop this with social media. Something needs to happen. And maybe it's that we need to stop following these people. But that's not going to happen. It needs to be, somebody needs to step in at Bravo, one of the producers of these shows. Andy, we need to get Andy on the line. Somebody needs to step in and not allow them to post these spoilers on social media. I don't care if they made up. I just don't want to see it on social media. Give me some anticipation for the next week's show. Now, what the fuck do I care? It's like, okay, well, we know that nothing happens. They just get in a fight for a minute and then they make up. So I'm not happy about it. We need these uh, people need to step in. I'm not sure who needs to do it. Somebody, Andy, needs to step in. It is what it is, because I can't see it. Enough is enough. And it happens on The Housewives, too. All these storylines are spoiled by the time we get to there. And I know that most people maybe aren't like us. You know, I think a lot of people that watch the show, they just watch it when it airs, and then they forget about it. But we analyze this stuff, and we follow them on social media and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, we do it for us. Do it for us, the super fans of this show. Don't allow them to post on social media, or at least limit it or something. Anyway, you guys, that's Summer House. I thought it was a great episode. I'm loving this season. I am. It started off a little slow, but here we are. I don't like you! <laughs> Loved it. So I want to get to my chat with Monet Exchange. You guys, are you watching uh, RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, I'm loving it. You guys, this week they did a little roast in Utica. Utica, you guys, did the worst roast I've ever seen. I was cringing. I mean, it was embarrassing. There was like a lot of fat phobic jokes. It was really uncomfortable if you watched, you know. And he went after like RuPaul and Michelle and the whole judging panel just a little too hard. And uh, they had said this on the show. The judges said like, those weren't jokes. They were just mean. I mean, it was tough to watch, but I'm loving this season of Drag Race. Now, I talked to Monet before this week's Drag Race aired and before this week's uh, Real Houses of Atlanta aired, but we talked about all of the Atlanta of it all and uh, this current season. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to leave you with this chat. Before I do, I want to recommend one more thing, the Tina Turner documentary on HBO. If you haven't seen it, of course, Tina Turner's a queen, an icon, and a legend. This documentary is so personal, so raw, so inspiring, so heartbreaking. Really, truly wonderful stuff. I think it's just called Tina. It's on the HBO app. So go check that out. It's really, really good. Later this week, I have some really fun interviews coming. I can't wait to share with you guys. Top Chef airs on Thursday, the first episode. I'm not going to be recapping it, but uh, I am very excited about this season of Top Chef, which comes Thursday. Um, and I have some uh, a good interview coming uh, in anticipation of that. Oh, also the Challenge All-Stars is coming on uh, April 1st, which is Thursday as well, on the Paramount app which I'm super excited about. So uh, you guys, I'm going to leave you with Monet Exchange. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to support this show, you can go to everythingiconic.store. We have t-shirts. We just got the new wine glasses in. Uh, We were sold out for a while, but Matt just got some new ones in. And uh, t-shirts, all that good stuff. So uh, I will leave you with this. Please enjoy my chat 
with Monet. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. I'm so excited. I'm here with Monet Exchange. Uh, Monet, how are you doing today? I am doing even better now that I see you have a crown on your background there. Um, and it was, was that inspired by me? Um, yeah, of course. It was for sure inspired by you. And it was also one of those things that like every time I hopped on Instagram, I kept seeing it, you know, like t- the targeted ads. And I was like, okay, I'm oh, just you got it on, it on an Instagram ad and it actually like came as advertised and you like actually enjoyed it and you like it. Okay. As advertised is a loose term because I really thought it was going to be like a big uh, crown. It's like uh, one of those catch-alls from West Elm. And I thought it was going to mm. be much bigger, but yeah, well, yeah. you better send me that link, honey, because I want that. Um, and um, I want <laughs> that for some little decolletage in my in my home. Uh, speaking of crowns, you must be watching this season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Ooh, yes, I is, girl. Yes, I well, uh, which one? Because there are literally nineteen seasons happening this year. So, um, <laughs> and a yeah, lot of people are I, liking UK more. My boyfriend likes UK more than the the u.s version well yeah that's because the uk queens they're so much more irreverent than than american queens you know american queens are being so careful about like utica is like a prime example the thing that utica had this season about not wanting to wear the afro and not wearing simone's outfit that would literally never even be a point of conversation in the uk those bitches would just do it and like pick up the pieces later but you the american queens not all, but the majority of are so worried with being like PC and not doing anything wrong to get canceled when the show airs, where the British Greens are like, my mom's a slag, my grandmother sucks some cock, and yeah, man. It's like, you know, it's just so different, and I, yeah. I love it. I watch a lot of Housewives, and I feel that way, too. I watch the Melbourne Housewives, and it's like they're... They air all the swearing and they're just like a little bit more, you know, the Beverly Hills Housewives, they're all so put together and so conscious of like how they're coming mm-hmm. across on camera. Were you yeah. aware of all that when you were on the show or did you not care? No, I mean, the first time I went, went on season 10, I had done like little uh, TV s- spots when like some like uh, an oxygen like sends you an email like, hey, we're doing this new show, like girls who brunch and we want like want to come to like a drag brunch as like little shit like that. Also, uh, back, I don't know what season of, of Housewives of New Jersey was, but um, Caroline's kids had like a they they were going to like a drag show and it came to like my show at pieces bar in new york city and um, i was featured in like one of those episodes but draggers oh my god it must have been with greggy bennett who's a friend of mine i mean he was like their gay friend i think yes i I love i'm pretty sure yes 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 so i was featured in that um but that was like years ago i mean i want to say 2000 
14 or 15, something like that. Um, but yeah, but Drag Race was the first time I like actively like did reality show and like, uh, like a reality show, reality TV. And I just, I had had friends who had done it before, you know, Bianca and Bob and um, Peppermint, but I didn't really, I didn't really know how to pretend for TV. And it's something I still don't know how to do. I'm so, I mean, I'm just so lovely. I don't think I need to like make a character. I just like being myself. Um, so what you see is what you get with me on TV. And sometimes I say the wrong shit. Sometimes I wear the wrong shit. And, but it is what it is. And I'm happy with that. Right. You know, I was really, I was really pissed at you last night because I was having trouble sleeping because I was watching some of your lip syncs on YouTube and, um, the Ariana Grande into you lip sync you did on, on Drag Race. Like it's so good. But that song also, I swear to God, like I was, cursing you because it was just and it's ariana's fault too but it just was like replaying in my head all night <laughs> well sleep. you know that lip sync is funny because people a lot of my all-stars for lip syncs people are like i feel like monet wasn't like that they talk about that one the one with naomi as well they like it just it just didn't seem like monet and um in those moments like two things because going back in, on tv my second time yes still being myself but you still are trying to play a little strategically and i'm like if this shit is anything like last season they bring these girls back and they're choosing who is winning blah 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 i was like i'm gonna still give it my all but not my 100% all because I don't want to be the one who sends everyone home and then they fucking decide my mm-hmm. fate at the end I'm like y'all bitch y'all not gonna get me y'all not gonna get me this time right so so who are you liking this season who do you want to win Ooh, I, I mean at this point it is Simone's competition to lose yeah. she has won four challenges at this point um and there are what like two or three more challenges in the season if she wins another one literally there's no way she could lose not unless something crazy happens in the finale um so i am rooting for simone really hard and i just find her so funny and you know as a fan of the show like we kind of get stuck in the rut of oh she's like you have all these preconceived notions of what you think the queen is going to do like oh simone she's going to be like the fashion girl who wears like nice clothes and there's going to be nothing more than that she's going to be ugh, i'm going to hate it but we're seeing that she's funny um she can act she's good at improv i was like this bitch is crossing all the t's and dotting all the i's so i'm really impressed by someone i like her i also like got mick a lot as well yeah. she's another one i was like she's gonna be the fashion girl look like look yeah aquarius 2.0 like ill like so basic like train harder but no got mick is so fucking funny and she oh sorry can i curse on here yeah, i literally cur- yeah. I dropped the f yeah. 19 times already no, please. um um yeah got mick is coming in and she's being uh she's being really funny and i the snatch game i was literally watching the tv like oh my god this is like in my opinion one of definitely one of the top 10 ones the 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 physical transformation and also um the jokes it was just non-stop one of the one after the other so i think she's so impressive and those are my top two that i'm rooting for really hard you know i was reading this report today uh that uh, oh my god reading i don't know how to do that i know it's new um (laughs) there was uh something about how the format could change and obviously this has been something that's been rumored for forever but um it was saying that the format could change so that people were voting on um their top and then the bottom two as voted by the audience would then lip sync and rupaul would then decide are you in favor of some sort of format shakeup for the show or yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all about changing it up. I mean, the I I personally am over the lifting for the crown thing. I'm like, we've seen it. And obviously now with uh, COVID, I don't know what their ideas for the finale are. But I'm so over the... Because now these queens... I mean, it's getting crazy. You went from 
you know, Asia and the butterflies, uh, uh, bitch is going to start releasing bees. It's going to be crazy. I just think we need to bring it back. I personally think that they should give each bitch a fucking black leotard and the same uh, kitty cat wig and be like, this is your song, perform it. Let me see what you do with that. No props, no stunts, like do the thing. You know what I mean? Or take it back to like season seven and season eight where they gave them like a pre, like an original song that they got to choreograph and like, you know, you know, uh, uh, a kimchi legs for days, whatever it was. And uh, I'm sorry, Naomi legs for days, kimchi, fat feminine, Asian Bob and show up like that, that I, I'm, I'm into that because you see what the person can do. And they're not they're not trying to do one song at which which may favor a queen more than the other. And, and that season, each queen got a lip sync song that that fit their personality and their vibe and their aesthetic. So I am fa- I'm in favor for that lip sync for the crown thing. I'm over it. Right. A change. Uh, I got to ask about Housewives. You're a Atlanta Housewives fan. Like Stan, not a fan. I'm a Stan. I love these ladies so much. Did you watch from the beginning? (laughs) Yeah, I've been watching since season one, girl. And actually, one of my best friends from childhood, Kamika, uh, she's she's rewatching all the seasons again from back in the beginning. So like every day, it's like her sending me texts. Like, girl, Roger Bob was a mess. I was like, oh my God, Roger Bob. Remember, he (laughs) he was literally sweating every every time the camera was on Roger Bob. It was a a torrential downpour. Just I was like, wow, (laughs) these motherfuckers sweating. I know it's hot in Atlanta, but damn, girl. Um, who's your all-time favorite on that? Like, is there a housewife, whether they're in the cast now or, or they've since left us? You know, I know a lot, she rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And this season, she's getting me a little tight. But Kenya Moore is my queen. I love Kenya. She's so messy. and But in the best way possible. And I Kenya is like my all-time favorite. And close second is Nene. It's uh, Candy Burris. I love Candy yeah. a lot, too. I love Candy. Yeah. You know, Kenya, this past week, what did you make of sort of the controversy over her costume? And I, I feel similarly with Kenya, where it's like, I... I think she's great on the show and I know she's very divisive and I I get so many people that write me and they're like, they do not feel that way about Kenya, but um, something about her. I have trouble like disliking Kenya. If that makes sense. I know her costume so problematic. And I mean, you have to think this was probably filmed in in the fall of 2020. So, I mean, there's just so much knowledge out there and so much, so much access. Now, listen, I can't speak on what Kenya's, uh, 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 um, uh, ethnic and racial makeup is I don't know maybe she may have some native um, in her in her in her DNA and she feels that she can wear that but I don't I've never heard her express that and even the way that she talked about the costume because um, it was a costume it wasn't you know anything formal so I think it was really problematic and, and all the ladies and I like how Drew kind of like shadily called her out a little bit, but not like she's like <laughs> I, literally every episode. She's like, I cannot fight with this bitch again. So I'm just going <laughs> to say something really like. Um, but yeah, I think I thought the, the costume was very problematic. And I can't believe that she sat there on national television and wore that. Right. Right. Um, I'm loving Drew more and more every week. I feel like at first when the season began, I wasn't sure about Drew. And now I'm like, man, she's becoming my favorite. What do you think? Her husband is my favorite. Girl, let me tell you something. Okay. I yeah. am going to, after this, I'm getting up a full drag and I'm going to send a little DM video, but like, hey, <laughs> this is when they exchange. I'm a RuPaul's Drag Race. I know you're married and you have kids, but you should just leave them and come and find me. He I was going to get a DM after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. At the beginning, I was like, okay, let me see Mr. Drew. And then I thought I was going to like Latoya so much. And Latoya, like, read her at the beginning. I was like, I kind of like this bitch. But now I am fully, like you, I'm, I'm really 
I'm really liking Drew Store a lot. I like her vibe, and I like and I like that she claps back, and I, and I, I like that she stands up for herself. Unlike Kim Fields a few seasons ago, where it took her so long to get there, for, immediately Drew was like standing up for herself, and I like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm really vibing with Drew. And Drew's got like a fun personality too, where I feel like she's she's not afraid to get a little messy, but for the most part, she's like a bright, sunshiny. Um, I don't know. She's just a great mix. I don't know if I'm making any sense. And Latoya too, I felt like early on she came out swinging, but it was like the more that time goes on, the more it feels sort of just so put upon for the show. And Mm -hmm. I think Kenya does that a lot, but, and and maybe it just took me a while to warm up to Kenya, but with Latoya, I'm starting to feel like, okay, I just, it's just clear. You're, you're trying to do these things for the show a little bit. A thousand percent. I'm like, when maybe Kenya was enough for the show, but <laughs> Kenya's psyche and her the way she does shit. And obviously, she's an actress. Um, she was she was really good at just making it seem like actual reality and not like she was doing a thing for TV. Where Latoya is clear, like she just walks into her first time meeting someone in any situation and just like flying off the handle. I'm like. I don't like it. And at the beginning, I thought it was cute. But now this past episode with what she was doing with, I don't even know that, that young lady's name. Uh, uh, Fallon. Fallon. Right. Like the, I was like, it was just so unnecessary and it was so extra. And like, I, yeah, I don't, and I thought I was really going to like uh, Latoya. And as someone, um, I'm, you know, my family's from the West Indies too, uh, St. Lucia. And she's from Trinidad, so I know how West Indian women can women can be. But even that, she is, uh, she, you know, lots of very spicy, and 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 they add a lot of flavor to things. You know what I mean? But Latoya is just she's rubbing me the wrong way now. I'm 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 over her. She's trying to get a peach. I'm a bitch. You're not gonna get a peach. Right. Right. You're not gonna get think, a peach, Mama. Do you think Marlo should get the peach? You know, I, that's so funny you said. I'm mean, just like, you're in my brain. Um, after this episode, I was like, you know, and I don't know, maybe it's because her and Kenya have made up and they're friends again. But I was like, I kind of want to see more of Marlo. I mean, and Marlo has been around for, I, I don't even remember what was the first season she was on. I mean, she's been around for a while. I remember so there was long. one reunion where she went after Kim, um, the other Kim. Um, Kim. Why am I blanking on Kim's name? Don't be tardy. Kim. Um, uh, uh, Kim Zolciak. Why did I forget that? <laughs> um, there's too much in my head. Uh, but yeah, yeah. She's been around for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. So I think that maybe next season, give give Marlo, maybe, you know what? If it's not a peach, give Marlo a plum. She, she can hold a plum first <laughs> and then maybe Just that plum will blossom into a peach. Did you, did, you watch, did you ever watch The Comeback with Lisa Kudrow? Oh my God, I watched two episodes of it and it, oh. it wasn't for me. Oh, how dare you? Um, <laughs> there's there's an episode where Lisa Kudrow is like in the background shooting a shot and I'm just picturing Marlo like way behind the women in the opening shot just with the plum. Um, do you think it's time for any of the women to uh, move on? Like, do you feel it's maybe time for Cynthia for candy? I love candy too. Um, I but sometimes candy. I feel like maybe the, it's time to uh, graduate a little, if you will. It is. And, you know, I'm not too sure what Candy's storyline or purpose was this season. I know at the beginning she was like uh, getting Riley off to school. Um, and, you know, she's had the, the new baby and, uh, and her other toddler, uh, but AJ, but I don't understand. I don't know what her storyline is this season, but, you know, I, but for some reason I still want her there. Cause I think Candy adds a lot of gravitas, uh, to the cast. She makes it, cause she's always really grounded and Candy doesn't get flustered and Candy just always holds her own very well, but no shade, 
not Cynthia having this wedding. She's like, I just really wanted to have a different wedding. I was like, girl, that wedding looked crazy too. <laughs> she I was did like, not need to do that crunchy, crunchy to crunch, 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 crunch. So <laughs> I think Cynthia is, uh, mama, and she's gorgeous. I, I love Cynthia. Stunning. I think it's time for her to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Candy did bring us Bolo this season, though, which to me, that one episode was one of the greatest episodes of Housewives like that I've ever seen. I thought it was just so... Such a perfect episode. I don't think we'll ever see Tanya again. I think like. Oh, you think so? You think she's done? Yeah, I think she's done. (laughs) From everything I've heard, she doesn't show up again. (laughs) Oh, um, wow. Andy had like tweeted, like send me questions for the reunion. And he tweeted like everyone's names. And it was literally like everyone. He's like, send in questions for Shamia, for Kenya, for like the whole fucking cast, but not Tanya. Um, oh no, bitch. Cause, Cause when that shit came out, her husband probably yoked her up. He was like, you, 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 you not going nowhere. You stay at home. You know what I mean? Because Canada. allegedly her and Portia were, had a little cunnilingus. So I'm like, work girls, explore, live your life, have fun. But maybe that situation with her, her, her and her husband had a whole thing. And she's like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not, I just can't go back on the show, but that makes sense. Yeah, I appreciate that Candy brought us Bolo, though, because I thought that was great. Um, what do you, do you like, are you a Porsche fan? Porsche just signed. It was in the news. She, I, I don't know if she just signed with UTA, but she's got a bunch of projects going on. Um, and she's sort of become the the lead of the show, if you will, in a lot of ways. Like, I feel like she's, uh, she's sort of taken that Nini position. Um, what do you think? You think Porsche is on the level of Nini? Well, I didn't say she's, but I do think she... I do think like she's sort of fronting member. the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that because I think you know what I because Porsche and Kenny used to go at it so often, and they still are. But like in earlier seasons, and I used to really rally behind Kenya. I used to not like Porsche for that, but now I've matured. The, the show has matured, and I can look past it. And I genuinely like Porsche on the show. I think she's great to have with the show. She's great TV. I love her body. I love her takes. I think she's funny. She's fucking stunning. Um, so yeah, I like Portia. I, I, I genuinely like Miss Portia Williams. Uh, Monet, any other final thoughts on the Real Houses of Atlanta? Anything you've just been dying to get your, off your chest about these women? Um, I want to see Sheree back. I don't know what her story is going to be, but to me, Sheree, Sheree beefing with the other women, that shit is so funny. And I mean, the clip of her talking about, um, uh, spring, summer, fall, winter line, <laughs> that shit is so funny. And I would honestly, I would, uh, no, I, I, I want to see, um, what's her name? Phaedra. I want Phaedra, Phaedra. to come back. Oh, I want Phaedra to come back. I want Phaedra back on my TV. I don't know if she will, though, but that would be... Those are my wishes. I think Nini's done. Nini's yeah, done. yeah, I don't think she'll be back, but um, I miss some of those women. Uh, Monet, tell me about uh, tell me about your podcasts. Tell me about it. Yeah, so I have Sibling Rivalry with Bob the Drag Queen, where we discuss everything from um, oh, um, why I'm not into de- to, into getting DP'd to uh, to transracialism to sexuality. We literally discuss all the things. It's but wait, why bad. aren't you? Just can you explain briefly why you're not into getting DP'd? Because I, I'm of the uh, of the belief that that uh, that a big dick is pretty not functional. Okay, mm. no, yes, a ten inches is nice to look at, and you know it might be even nice to kiss, but I don't need that inside of me. And DP to me uh, uh, simulates that same ex- that same experience, so I'm not into that. Um, so yeah, so we discuss all types of things, um, and yeah, and I have Ebony and Irony as well with Lady Bunny, um, a very old old 
old legendary drag queen who we discuss a lot of interesting topics too. Um, I always, Ebony and Irony is a little is, is a little bit more serious because um, we discuss things like you know being two PC um, activism, all this kind of stuff. So it's all great vibes and great energy and uh, drag shit. And I want to know, like, obviously you've accomplished so much uh, in your career, but like, what are there one or two dreams that you still think of, that that you're like uh, goals for the future? Yeah, you know what? My I, since I was a kid, um, you know, as far back since like sixth grade, I remember being obsessed with like daytime TV, and um, and that's still my ultimate goal is to have a nationally syndicated daytime talk show where I talk to celebrities, interview celebrities, and do uh, and 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 do things of that nature. So, did you have a favorite when you were younger? Like, was there one? Oh, I started watching Wendy Williams from the six-week sneak peek. Like, I used to watch it. And um, I, if correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I don't know if you'll know, uh, or, or anyone listening can please feel, feel free to, to correct me. But I think that's when D- DVR started around that time. So I remember DVRing it and watching it when I got home from school because I have in the morning. So I've always been a big Wendy fan. And um, another idol of mine, I just love her comedy. I love all of her talk shows that she had uh, previously, Chelsea Lately, I'm Chelsea Lately, Chelsea Handler, Chelsea Lately and her Chelsea show on Netflix. I just love um, her brand of comedy and how she talks to celebrities. Wendy's so brilliant. I mean, I always think about her sitting in that purple chair for 20 to 30 minutes off the top of her show. No one else. I mean, that's a very hard thing to do. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if people always realize it, but um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 very hard. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to uh, plug or promote before I let you go? No, just 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 podcasting. You know, and subscribe. And I, and, and, and I want I want to say this. Sitting rivalry. Hey, we 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 weren't a podcast. It was just like this 
amazing podcast. We I think that we we have a genuine love of talking about and to people. So um, that's definitely the energies that I put into my podcast, and and I'm so happy that you had me on yours. Yeah, and finally, before I do let you go, I have to I ask every guest these two questions. They're just sort of silly. I ask uh, your favorite Mariah Carey song, and then also if you were choosing for People Magazine's sexiest man alive, who would you choose? Oh, favorite Mariah Carey song. It first of all, I want to say this: Glitter is to one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. I know that it's a very <laughs> uh, uh, to some people iffy statement, but I genuinely love the movie Glitter and Never Too Far Away. Uh, uh, never too. I, we, yeah, we can't. You can't <laughs> hit that today. note. No one could hit yeah. that note except for her. But that <laughs> the soundtrack is amazing, and I'm glad there was finally sort of justice Hello. for Glitter last year. But. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And I also read her book recently and hearing about all that stuff and glitter. And it was just really interesting to hear where she was in her life when yeah. that opportunity came about. And people like to shade her for precious. Mariah Carey's no, she's and brilliant. Precious, she turned it. It was so good. Right. Right. Was she was so amazing good. and precious. And I mean, she had like the lighting on her alone was enough to give her an award. I mean, uh-huh. she talks, there's a great interview with Questlove she did. That's like oh. almost like three hours long. Um, Questlove has a podcast. If you're a Mariah fan or anyone listening that's a Mariah fan, it's truly like one of the best interviews she's ever done. It's very long. They recorded it. She's like a night owl. So they recorded it like in the middle of the night. Um, really? But it's amazing. Like, and okay, she talks about the book and yeah, she talks about the book. It's really long. Uh, let me know what you think. It, it, it's wonderful. Um, okay. People magazine, sexiest man alive. People magazine, sexiest man alive for me right now. It would have to be Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy. He so hot. girl, the eyes, the everything. I love Jesse Williams. Yeah. He's another one. I'm a slide in them DMS too. Please. Yeah, you should let me know what they say. Uh, Monet Exchange, thank you so much. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to go subscribe to your podcast. And thank you for taking the time. Uh, it's so, so much, so my fun. dear. Hope to meet Woo-hoo. you in person at some point. Yes, we better. Yeah.